0: Hello and welcome to the Barber's Time podcast, the official podcast of the Chase for Stephen McGee. We're back for season 11, and I'm your host, Brandon Barber. It's great to be back undefeated again, unlike last year. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, I don't know. Joining me is uh, your boy, Ann Schmidt. Schmitty, how you doing, Matt? What
1: is up? I'm happy to be here. It is great for football season to be upon us, but I am totally with you. We're just going to wipe last season, pretend it didn't happen. Uh, there is no champion. It is just a clean slate. We're starting over. I mean, outside
0: of even like if you add Yogi not being the most consistent guy, last year was literally just the upside down world. Like all the good players didn't make the playoffs outside of Yogi, but he just always gets lucky and wins it anyways. But he was literally last place. So. Like we had Kale, Breon, and Cook as the top guys. Like, and Starner. Come on now.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, shit's shit's gonna change. It'll go back to the norm. You know, I don't know what was up. Yeah, me, you, and Brown. We're usually there. I'd say we're all probably roughly seventy above seventy five percent. You know, for playoffs at least. But um, yeah, we'll see. I'm 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 anxious for a fresh start. Yeah,
0: definitely. So how how's COVID been treating you, man? Been hanging out.
1: Yeah, my life has not changed at all. Honestly, I mean, I had to wear a mask for like two weeks, and then my freaking company burnt down, and they forgot all about that shit. So I'm back to work in a new building, and uh, Huntington is not concerned with the whole mask thing. So,
0: yeah, they probably don't believe in COVID out there. (laughs) (laughs) they think. I thought we had to flatten the curve. We did that in March. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Covid didn't go nowhere. Yo, I there's like one Biden sign in all of Huntington. Like I, I just go by, I like go by it every day, and just expecting to see it, like TP'd and shit.
0: <laughs> I was actually at a store. So where I work is like super country, which is weird. Like one of the towns, at least. And there was this old guy, like probably eighty years old. He was in like a station wagon from like the seventies, and he just had it decked out in Trump stuff. And he had literally <laughs> like Trump, like fat heads on the side of his car and he wasn't actually doing anything he was just driving up and down the the parking area like really slowly (laughs) letting everyone see his car like he wasn't actually looking for a parking spot he was just making sure everyone could see his car this trump stickers 2020 man gotta love it so uh looking at the draft coming up here pretty excited got one week from when we're recording literally now in a week, we'll be like in fucked up Yeah, the yeah, we'll
1: be killing. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll have a bunch of your guys' money in front of me and some poker chips because I'm looking forward to that. I haven't played for quite a while live, live poker. Well, since I've been in jail, but I mean, outside of that, even before that. So, yeah, I haven't either, yeah, looking, honestly. Looking forward to seeing everybody, man. It's, it's gonna be, uh, it's such a rare occasion that we get everybody together. Like, I've been, I've been freaking dreaming of this. This weekend or this upcoming weekend for uh, for a couple months now. So
0: yeah, it's been three years since you've been able to go to a draft, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Because I mean, the one I tried to run from in jail through my brother, but he couldn't like keep up free agency and shit. So that was a watch. Then I missed, took the year off last year. I couldn't make it. So yeah, this will this
0: will be my first one. That's awesome. It'd be nice having uh,
1: Schmitty uh, back at the draft party. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I know you guys will be intimidated a little bit having me back in the war room, but, you know, it is what it is. I hope I can uh, give you a couple laughs along the way.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, draft is in Philly. I'm liking the venue. Like, last time we were in Philly, it was only the four of us. uh, Garrett, Brown, Cam, and myself. But even with just four of us, we had a really good time. Like, we were... I think we all kind of looked around and we were like, if we had everyone here, this would be amazing. Like, yeah, it was it was definitely fun. It was awesome being able to just walk down to a bar and just like start drinking outside. Like we're not going to be able to do that this time around. But luckily, we have a pretty nice house and we'll have more people around. So it'll be cool anyways. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind just kind of making one spot, whether it be Philly or a campground or something like that. As like the kind of go to spot, like yeah, we can switch it up or whatever. But I assume everyone kind of just plans on doing this for twenty years or so to come, unless something crazy happens. But
1: um... yeah, hell yeah, I would love that. I mentioned um, to Kale uh, a hope of mine is so my stepdad's been like teaching me to drive the boat a little bit now. It's it's kind of like far fetched. He he's kind of anal, so I don't know that he'd let me, but down the road maybe letting them getting me to take them, let take the boat out on the lake have a have a draft out on the lake i think that would be pretty sick but i we'll mean
0: we, we wouldn't have any uh connection though that'd be the only problem
1: uh yeah well Every, everyone my used their
0: laptops too. and stuff but uh yeah especially because we're not going to be able to get everyone on the boat i had to assume whether they're at the draft to begin with yeah
1: yeah, I mean, we could fit 10, but, yeah, it would be uh, getting everybody there that's a problem, but... Yeah, getting Starner on the boat. Yeah. But, but uh, anyway, so... But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Just just really excited just to see everybody, man. It doesn't matter where it's at to me. Yeah, I,
0: it's just going to be good to have... I think we're... What are we at? Has seven? Seven, De- I believe, yeah. Depending if Warner and Cook come, which it sounds oh, like... Co- be there. Cook said he wants to come, and then... I think Warner will just, oh, that's, can...
1: that's, that's my ride. So they will be there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, well, there we go. They're going to drive up and grab you then on Friday.
1: Uh, my, I'm going to, my girl's going to be up here. They're going to, she's going to drive me back Friday and, uh, I'm going to meet them and just ride with them. Nice. Yeah. No.
0: It's, I'm pretty sure we'll probably, all probably get there around nine o'clock or so. It's seems probably about right. Everyone yeah. off work and driving up. Um, not sure when Brown would be able to get there, coming from Richmond, but probably a bit longer for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, it's not like we're gonna have care about when we go to bed that night. Like we're just gonna kind of do whatever, and then Wake all day up, Saturday, go on draft, man. Yeah. So and then Saturday is gonna be another crazy time, and we'll try to drag ourselves back home on Sunday, I guess. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Hopefully I get this out before the draft. I I'm trying to get it out tonight and, or maybe Monday at the latest or something, but uh we'll see when when we actually get that out there. Um something to listen to maybe on the on the trip up or down, yeah. whichever way you're coming, I guess. But uh let's get into a little uh little pre-draft talk about where we're where we're feeling about these guys. I know I'm here with uh with The guru, Matt Smith, he's been listening to all the podcasts, reading oh, yeah. all the articles, watching all the YouTubes and ESPNs, and I don't think there's a better guy to have on here.
1: It's all about preparation, Barbara.
0: I don't know about that. I do zero preparation. I make the playoffs almost <laughs> every year. But uh, who's your number one guy overall that you would want? CM's.
1: CMC I mean it's 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 an easy at 1 for me now I think after him I'm a little bit murkier than the consensus you know uh, a lot of people like Saquon there I myself would consider uh Kamara Zeke or Saquon there but but I don't know I mean it, it's 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 hard to miss miss uh, the, the the top of the draft so I'm feeling pretty comfortable at 4 you know whoever I end up with out of uh, my top 4 running backs so
0: yeah i think the fact that zeke already got covid i mean puts him number 1 right for me at least i don't know and i'll get him at 3 cuz brown won't draft him <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't think i'd take him one I, I i don't think you can go away from what mccaffrey did but
0: i still think mccaffrey's getting hurt 100% you're
1: you're, you're <laughs> saying if you draft in 101 you you would take zeke over mccaffrey no,
0: I'd take McCaffrey 100%. <laughs> he's just getting hurt. It's just it's going to happen. So.
1: Yeah, but you got to do it, you know. Yeah, he's...
0: exactly. And if I was two, I would still take Saquon just because I'm never going to be able to own Saquon ever again. And I've owned Zeke how many years in a row? Like I traded Zeke just simply because I was tired of owning him. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, he's one I of those I'd guys who like... you don't you don't enjoy owning him. But when you don't have him, it sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, he's consistent. You know, he just... It, it, but it, it's weird. It's like he's boring. It, it, it's kind of like how people have gotten with Julio Jones. It's like he's so good, but he's boring now because he's just been like what he is for a little while now. Yeah, like
0: back when like Aaron Rodgers was like the top quarterback or Peyton Manning, it was just like, okay, I just plug him in. There's no excitement here. It's just like... I'm done with that position. Let's move on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you want, realistically. So.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, it's good for you. It's just, like you said, a little bit boring. But um, there's a lot of young running backs at the end of the first round that I think are pretty interesting. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, now that um, he kind of has the way cleared for him. We got Josh Jacobs, who had a great year last year, couldn't take the next step. Miles Sanders, who I personally, just to kind of give a little spoiler, but I think he's a bit overhyped right now. And I'm a huge Miles Sanders fan. I just think that Philly offense is awful. And then I'll throw Kenyon Drake in there, even though I also think he's shitty. Like not even just overrated; it's just like bad. But interested
1: to hear hear what you think of the four guys. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, I I really like all four of them. Um, Miles Sanders, it's a bit scary to me. I heard that he's like banged up already a little bit, week week to week or or day to day or or whatever they're saying. So that's not good for somebody that's supposed to be taking on this bell cow role. Um, Kenyon Drake, I mean, he showed what he's capable of last year. Um, I think that offense is going to improve in year two with a new quarterback and new coach. So, I'm I'm pretty excited. You know, I, I wouldn't mind drafting any one of these guys. It, it's tough to pick between them. If I had to pick um, between – it would be between Jacobs and Hilaire for me. Um, I think Hilaire has the most upside just because of what he could be, but um, Jacobs, Jacobs has already shown it. So, I don't know. If I was picking at the back of the draft, I would – I'd be fine with either any one of those guys.
0: Yeah, I actually, in my opinion, for Hilaire, who I think is definitely the top guy out of that group, just not necessarily because of his talent or anything like that, because obviously he seems like he's pretty talented, but it's obviously the situation. Like (laughs) You can't get better than what he has. Backfield to himself, a coach that wants to only use one guy if possible, and...
1: Like he and also res- that's going to score points. So you're yeah. going to get a lead and hopefully be feeding the running back.
0: And when you think about their offense, like you think, okay, Mahomes is amazing and all of this stuff and they score so many points. And then you kind of think to yourself, they have Tyree Kill and Kelsey. That's literally the only two guys that are permanent. And then you plug him in. Now all of a sudden, in my opinion, he goes above Hill as far as fantasy value easily. I would put him on the same as Kelsey because tight end, like being the top tight end, is just as good as being like a top six or so running back.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is nice to have have that game changer, but but I mean, I I, I see it with with Hilaire. Um, I don't know. I've heard some stuff about them still wanting to feature Washington or some pass catching guy, and that they there's just so many mouths to feed there. That's, that's the only fear for me. Who are the other mouths really? I mean, like you said, Tyreek and Kelsey are, they're high volume. Well, Tyreek's not, but Kelsey's a high volume guy. You know, Mahomes is going to sling it. Now, Hilaire can catch the ball. Um, from what I understand, at least. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I love him. Don't get me wrong. It's just tough for me to put him above Jacobs because I, I really like Jacobs this year. He, um, I think he's going to, you know, improve. He he rushed for, like, 1,200 yards, something like that. I just, I don't know. I, I'd take any one of them, though. I, I got uh, Henry and Hilaire in, in my other draft, and I love it. I mean, unrealistic, absolutely, but I'll take it. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at it as, basically, Hilaire is what Camara was coming into, like, his breakout season, where... He's on this awesome offense. Like, we didn't know about Kamara at the time, so it's a bit different in that sense. But as far as what they can do, they can both break tackles. Like, Kamara will just, like, not be touched on half this his stuff. Hilaire did the same thing in college. Now it's college compared to the NFL, so we'll see what translates. But you play in the SEC, you're kind of playing against NFL guys, anyways. So, um, I don't know. I, I can see him breaking out
1: and being basically Kamara 1B. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, uh, I don't know. It gets, it starts to get scary after those guys. I mean, there's a few more names. We got Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Eckler. But I'd say that's where the drop off is. And Eckler's not going to be there. That's going to be Warner's keeper. So after those guys, depending on how you feel about Chris Carson. Um, I mean,
0: there's um, guys like Leonard Fournette who they're going to get 20 or so carries plus, but. What? How can you trust him? You know, be yep. number one. Yeah. Like maybe as a number got, two, but not number one for sure. You got
1: you got the old broken farts. You got David Johnson and Todd Gurley. You know, both both look like they're in line for big workloads, but will they hold up? You know, you know, like I I don't know. It's I can I'm see Melvin
0: Gordon being sure. good. Um, Denver has a good offense. I, I know there was something going on about him. Was he hurt or something? Um, but I think I believe in that offense. Like, what's their quarterback um
1: for Denver? Um, what's his fucking name? Drew Lock. I mean, yeah, he, Dr- Drew Lock. See, I I don't really believe in him myself, but I know people that do. So I believe in him.
0: I think he he's he doesn't need to be a Pro Bowler. He just needs to be good enough. They have a great um defense there. The offense just needs to be passable. Melvin's now the top guy on that offense with Sutton. So between the two of them, I think they can get some good good fantasy points. I'd probably like him the most out of like the Lev Bell to like Fournette range. Who's that? Uh, Gordon? Yeah, Melvin. I, I just think he has a knack for, for fantasy points at this point in his career.
1: I think I'd be between Connor and Fournette there.
0: If Conner stays healthy for sure. But yeah. I I just don't see that happening ever.
1: But Yeah, that's the same with Gurley. I mean, you'd think Gurley could catch a lot more passes in Atlanta, but he's just I don't know.
0: I don't trust him, but at the same time, he's one of those guys if you draft him, you're going to look back at all his tapes and be like, "Yeah, man, he was a steal." For sure, man.
1: <laughs> so so um give me your give me your late round or, or a couple. I know you don't want to show your hand, but who's the guy to watch out for that you can. Marlon you Mack. Can yeah, but, he is being slept on. And I mean, I don't want to. He do, was a
0: top, top guy last year. And he's in like the 40 range on the rankings I'm looking at. Like, just yeah, like everybody, him,
1: everybody loves Jonathan Taylor to come in as a rookie and steal the job. and I, mean, I would
0: love to say J.K. Dobbins, but I just don't see him getting enough play in Baltimore. Until maybe late in the year, but he he's probably a good guy to draft late. Keep him on your roster just as a keeper, because next year he could be a top ten pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: But yeah, there, there's there's a few there's a few guys like that. I mean, you you kind of can go up and down the board and see guys like and, that.
1: And and every year I think about it, and like a lot of times I'll do something like that, and then like it would have been a good play, but like I just can can never hold true and sacrifice the roster spot long enough. It's, because it's I, really tough with how we have it set up.
0: But, I mean, you look down at it and you have a guy like AJ Dillon. He can take Mike Tolbert's spot in the, the Packers offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not like and he has he, much competition in front of him. So who, who Should,
1: Yep, No, no, that's a perfect example because I mean, he, he you you might not play AJ Dillon at all this year. Like he he might not be worthy of a start. I think he beats out Aaron
0: Jones pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> because just because of looking at him. No, just because I, mean, I don't I, like no, a- Aaron Jones. But, but, but just, just I'm just giving an example. So let let's say that he doesn't play a snap this year. But he's a guy that like Aaron Jones could walk and and be gone next year. And AJ Dillon's walking into a premiere a start you know he could be a, a first and he actually has talent early, which is early, crazy early second round guy but you're not going to get much out of him this year so like i don't know it's just like you said that's why i'm i'm pushing for a freaking extra roster spot because of covid because i i don't know i just as
0: i think what uh, we're going to do is do unlimited covid
1: spots on the uh on the ir okay that
0: kind yeah, of yeah that's
1: that makes sense, but shitty. I was just trying to steal an extra roster spot out of it because I think having more roster spots helps separate the stronger players from the weaker players.
0: But I wouldn't hate if we got a rookie spot that we could just put a rookie there. We couldn't use him at all all year, and if we did do that, we completely forfeit that, but we can keep a rookie spot where we just put a guy he's like locked for the whole season or something like that, and then you have a chance for him and you're... Uh, as your keeper next year. I think that'd be a cool I've, idea.
1: That's that's just that's very eccentric. Yeah. I've, it's something that it. I feel like <laughs> is
0: very specific as well. <laughs> so I don't ever expect like I've never pitched that idea because I don't think it's like doable, but yeah, yeah. It it'd be it's a cool idea in my opinion. Like you can just go after your favorite college player from like I know you're <laughs> not huge into college, but like If you knew a guy in college, you can just go after him if he's on a good team or something. But, all right, so we got the young running backs and uh, just running backs in general. Uh, I think we're going to make or break our draft picking up, like, whoever gets the number two running back, basically, because I think the top ten is pretty secure. Like, we're all going to get one guy that's a bell cow. Someone's going to get two, basically, but... It's like well, it, who, I mean, it's, who it, it in depends. that second
1: batch? It depends. I mean, we're hopping over to receivers here. I mean, there are. It, it's it's tough because you do need those running backs, but there's a couple wide receivers that once you get past those super super elite guys like to the Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake. I mean, I'm definitely taking. I mean, Michael Thomas is an outlier. I'm taking him probably like five
0: six i wouldn't mind Um, him
1: at your spot at four
0: is what i told you before that we started just because you know what you're getting like i know you love a running back early and i wouldn't i'd take a running back too but if you told me you're taking michael thomas there go for it you can't you can't fold it you know exactly
1: it's
0: It's like taking Julio
1: back in the day and you know um and then at the end of the first i'm i'm okay with with Devonte Adams, I mean, I a lot of people think he's going to push for the wide receiver one, and he could have a target number that starts with a two, you know. So there's literally
0: um, no one else in that passing offense.
1: Yep. So I mean, I I love both of the top top receivers and Julio's Julio. So you know, once we're getting into early, it, it, it's just it's tough to whenever you get to these elite wide receivers and you're considering them against the. The running backs that could be great, but they're not sure things because I personally and I know like a lot of people like to draft for stability and you can't miss in the first couple rounds. So if 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 Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams is a more sure thing than Miles Sanders, who's already banged up, you know, maybe I do go that route. But
0: yeah. So what do you think about a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who he leaves Houston But he's going to a better offense, and I don't think, like, I obviously would say that that Kyler isn't as good as Deshaun, but it's not a big drop. Like, he's going to get just as many targets, probably, and it's going to be better targets, really, because he's probably going to be more open because there's more stuff going on. Now, it's tougher defenses, I will say. Going from the AFC South over to the NFC West, which is probably the toughest division in football. But what do you think? Do you think he can jump up, maybe grab number three spot behind Devontae Adams?
1: Uh see, I I'm I'm really hung up on DeAndre Hopkins. He's somebody that's tough for me, especially and I think it's a lot I've been I've been overloading myself with information because I've been listening to so many podcasts and I hear a lot of guys talk and I guess historically wide receivers, number one wide receivers that change teams struggle in their first year with a new team. But DeAndre Hopkins is a monster. He's done it with the shittiest quarterbacks when Deshaun Watson's been out. Like he's, he's put up numbers with nobodies. And like you said, he's going to an offense that wants to air it out. The only worry is they run four wides. They, they like to spread the ball. But he's just such an alpha talent that I don't know. I like him. I've been really considering because i um uh, I've run a lot of mocks and <clears throat> I'm looking at what happens whenever he's he he's come up in my second round pick as best player available at times and whether I'm willing to go how I, it's tough i'm I'm still kind of trying to decide how I feel about him in case I'm looking at him in the second round myself but
0: yeah, I think he's probably the guy at the back half of the first that I think has the highest upside and probably the highest floor as well. I think if I'm looking at the end of the second, like, we're, we're right next to each other. So if he's coming back to that side, I think he'd be a great pick for either of us. Yeah, and that's yeah I agree. Um, I don't know. I feel like he could go earlier in our draft, though. I think his name is going to ring a lot No, higher. that's
1: true, and and... Yeah, and that's the thing that's hard to predict with with. I, I really struggle to predict how people are going to draft in our league, honestly, because some th- there's always something that like catches you off guard and just throws you off your game a little bit. Like C- C- Cook
0: taking Julio the one year, and like you get a random Yogi pick, and
1: yeah, yeah, even a starter here and there, you know. Starter, I feel so like I goes don't... pretty
0: chalk. So he actually doesn't yeah. surprise me as much. But I know my I, 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 I probably do it a bit to you guys too, where I just I'll grab a guy in the thirties and meanwhile we're drafting in the twenty guys.
1: I I will tell you I am super hyped about my keeper this year, DJ Moore. Um I, I just I love him. I think he, he's a target machine. I think he's like a a sure low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. At, I don't I don't trust work. Teddy personally. Well, I'll, I'll this is my uh I'll be telling you I told you so because DJ Moore is going to be a monster this year I like I'm him too
0: him. I I mean he's Steve Smith basically and I love Steve Smith so it's like
1: I'm getting him for a fifth round pick so I get to chalk my like second wide receiver in there yeah second or third wide receiver as I'll, I'll take DJ Moore you know for a fifth
0: yeah 100% so is there any guys who uh off the radar right now that you could see coming in and uh being a guy, we're like, oh man, if we had just like spent a tenth round pick on him or whatever, like, who's your? You guy? know, I'm.
1: It, it's so tough because like you see the guys that pop out of nowhere, and there's just so many names that you can like make a case in your head of how it could be them. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm looking at all these rookie wide receivers, and I'm just like, which one's it going to be? You know what I mean? Because, I think there might like, be I, more than one. Yeah, but and, and I and I feel like. There's definitely – like I mean, I love – there. this was one of the better receiver class. I mean, you can see there was, like, I don't know how many taken in the top, like 40 picks or some shit like that. And, um, I mean, you, Judy looks good. Rager could be a high-volume guy in the Philly offense. Rugs is, like, Tyreek Hill fast. Ayuk, there's no receivers that are healthy right now in San Francisco. Like, there's just a bunch of guys. Justin Jefferson
0: it, is gonna take the dig spot pretty quickly for Minnesota as well. He's been showing off and uh the practices. I know you only get whatever they want to show you, but he went up and first the first team, went in double coverage, grabbed it. So I think like I don't think it's gonna happen right away, but he could definitely step into that role after a couple weeks. T. Higgins is another guy, in my opinion, who just off the chart, like he's literally AJ Green. AJ Green's now hurt. I mean, T. Higgins uh, could step right in. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, I I got a guy I want to hear your outlook on. How do you feel about OBJ this year?
0: I love him, honestly. I think I'm actually all in on the Browns this year. I know it's like everyone got burned by him last year, but I didn't see it happening last year. I thought they needed that's, more than that's, one year. That's
1: when, that's when they say to buy. They say, they say sell when everybody's buying and buy when everybody's selling on it makes so. so much
0: more sense this year that it would happen though it's one of those things <laughs> where like they have a coach who seems a bit better like i mean i had him in minnesota with i forget his name but either way he, he was good in minnesota um i i would trust him to be better than freddie kitchens which i don't think is very high bar but i mean with they have so much talent and they got even more talent this year it's crazy like there's no way. It all comes don't.
1: down to Baker though, and, and what Baker really is. So we'll see if he, you know, took some time off the commercials and dedicated himself. So. Well there
0: was COVID. He couldn't do any commercials. It was literally shut down. So But I, I am
1: <laughs> gonna give you one name I'm gonna disclose to you just this is just so like once he blows up I can say like I told you guys that guy was gonna be good. Paris Campbell, Indianapolis. That's my guy. So right. I'll probably end up with them because I'll take them like a few rounds before anybody even like considers them. But I love them. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm keeping my eye, eye on Curtis Samuel because I, I had him last year, all year. He did some good things for me. He's way off the radar this year. And while I don't think he's like he's going to be a top three receiver or anything for you, like he's not going to be your number three or anything. But at the same time, I think he has wide
1: receiver two potential. And, uh, and depth is going to be huge, man. There's, there's going to be more holes than ever on rosters whenever the chips start falling and this shit starts rolling because people are going to get it. But yeah, I don't think either of us are really going to
0: dive into, I think the 20 to like 35 or so is where, like, you kind of want to keep your cards close to the vest. So I don't, I don't want to disclose any of that. And I know you don't either. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I want to go through QBs really quickly. I don't want to spend much time on them because they're pretty straightforward. But is there one guy that you think uh, you really like? If you could end up with not Mahomes or Lamar, obviously, is there one guy that you would really
1: stands out that you would want? Um, no, there's not, and because I just I I think QB. If you're not getting, if you're not taking one of those top guys, um then I just think you can find a quarterback that's capable of 303 touchdowns. Like, there's so many of them in today's NFL. Like, you can play the matchups and, like, you know, quarterbacks 3 through 15, any one of them is a star, you know? Like, so.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Uh-huh. you have Aaron oh, Rodgers, like, not even in the top 10 quarterbacks for a lot of these rankings. It's crazy. But then yeah, you look at who year, he has throwing, who he's throwing to and what he's done, like, last year. It makes sense, but at the same time, it's still crazy seeing, like, him and Matt Ryan, not even the top 15.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I'll say a, a guy like, I think Joe Burrow might put up numbers this year. I don't think Cincinnati's going to be any good, but I think he's going to throw the ball all over.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that offense definitely wants to do that. Um, a guy last year who was getting a bunch of hype is Baker, like he could definitely, he's not going to be maybe consistently top 10, but I could see him come into his own and become pretty consistently a guy who's going to get you 20 to 25 points a week.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm not, it, it, I'm not willing to spend, I don't know the situation. Obviously you, you have to take the draft as it comes. And if something hit me that in the right spot, like, like Mahomes fell, which I don't see happening, but you know, fell to a spot that I felt comfortable taking them, then I'd consider switching up my plan, but other than that, I, I'm I'm waiting, I'm seeing how the quarterback chips fall, and I'm just kind of picking my spot whenever, when I feel comfortable, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I agree, I mean, you have a guy in Kirk Cousins who basically dragged Breon's team to the playoffs last year, he probably won't even get drafted in the draft, like, doesn't really necessarily deserve it either but at the same time it's just like crazy that you could find a guy like that
1: on your waiver wire i think i think i think ryan fitzpatrick's probably rated like 30 or like 28 or something like that from weeks 5 to 16 or 17 or whatever he was qb2 bro yeah it's like there's crazy shit like that that it's just like you just gotta i don't know you gotta know how to maneuver bro
0: You've got a guy like Tua who could come in and just light the world on fire, right? By week Let's six. Hope.
1: That would be ideal.
0: I don't know if they'll actually put him out there, though, this year. I think with not having him under their wing for as much as they want, maybe he doesn't, but guy's I super think, smart.
1: I think, I think he'll play this year. He'll, he'll play the end of the year. The Dolphins aren't going to be shit this year. He'll play at least the last four games, if not more. I'm bet. Yeah. That's my opinion. I hope
0: so. I like him a lot, so let's uh finish up with that get to the tight ends so it's i don't necessarily necessarily want to talk about like actual tight ends because it's so hit or miss with them it's not even worth talking about but like what's going to be your strategy uh as far as going into it are you going to look for those middle guys or are you going to go for one of the top guys you think
1: um do you think uh, it's worth taking? T- <laughs> Again, it, it's tough to say because um, it depends what the board's looking like. It's so hard to predict with our league because I don't know where other guys are going to go, but I'm probably, um, I mean, like, you know, I listen to a bunch of posts. If you ain't first, you're last guy. You know, I'm either going to be first or second, or I'm going to be pretty much dead last, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talent once you get to like, I don't know, those middle guys, any of them could be a top 3 guy. So there,
1: there's like there's like five guys that I would not be surprised that you know that I would take my chance on any one of them.
0: Yeah. And uh for me it's the Minnesota thing, but Irv Smith Jr. He's going to be split out at wide receiver a lot. I think they I want that. they want Kyle Rudolph to block a lot more and you're going to see him probably as the wide receiver 3 this year. For Minnesota, so, which it's pr- probably going to so be pretty good.
1: There, there is a guy that I, I will tell you. I, I hope I'm not like blowing up your spot. Um, I'm going to tell you. I'm afraid of him. I'm avoiding him. Um, I'm just curious how you feel about Tyler Higby. Um, hopefully, he's not like a target of yours that I'm blowing up. But people are hyping him up because of those big games. That like how he finished last year. But do you, do you think that's possible and going to continue going forward? Um, I don't. Gerald Everett was hurt. I think it was a situational type thing. But I don't know if you. Yeah,
0: 100%. I, I think Robert Woods had an off year last year. And I think he's going to come back to his own. And like Robert Woods scored like zero touchdowns last year. He's going to score those touchdowns. Those pro- are probably going to be Higby's touchdowns. And the only reason Higby's that high up is because of the touchdowns. So I don't see d- I think I people forget
1: that, that Jarrett Everett did, like, the same exact shit, like, a couple weeks before that. And, and he's, like, a pretty good talent, too.
0: Yeah. I don't see it happening. What do you think about a guy like Austin Hooper who was, like, what, a top two guy last year? I think or maybe 3 and uh moves to Cleveland which I don't think anyone thinks Cleveland is that much worse of an offense than Atlanta. Like why is he falling off the radar?
1: Um I think it's going to be a situation where there's so much talent there. Um I think but I, I heard they have heard that Najoku uh wanted to be traded and they told him no because they have a plan so I think they're going to try and I don't know, mimic mimic New England a little bit in the old days with a couple of good tight ends. But I think it's just so many mouths to feed. Uh, you know, you got Landry, OBJ. You got two good running backs with Hunt and uh, Chubb. It's just there's, there's no way he can get the volume. I don't think there's enough to go around. I look at it
0: as it's going to be a better offense, so he might get more opportunities in the red zone, which that – brings up the running backs and tight ends. That's my thinking of it. I think he's a guy who doesn't get much attention right now, even though he probably should with where he finished. Like last year finishing up, Kale was super happy with Austin Hooper. And you go to this year and he's not even on the board. Like It's just a bit of a drop for me. I don't think Gronkowski is going to do anything this year. I don't know why anyone would want to take him over Hooper.
1: Um, so, well,
0: I definitely think he's well, a guy to look out for.
1: I hope you guys got the uh, public service announcement. If anybody touches my mans, Chris Herndon, before the 12th round, I, I'm having my shank on me because that's my guy. 13th round, you can put it on the board for me. He's that's never going to be
0: your keeper, though, because you'll drop him 10 times during the year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you could be a stud, man.
0: All right, man. I, uh, I don't really think anyone cares anything more about our tight end talk so we'll wrap it up here and uh just kind of uh, take a deep breath get ready for the draft make sure we don't screw it up this year Uh, i think a a lot of us had really good teams too and we just missed the playoffs just crazy
1: yeah i know it's funny it's so disgusting if i look when i look back at my draft last year uh because i like my team was so sick if i could take my draft last year and just copy and paste it to my team this year i'd be like stacked bro
0: yeah i mean i know exactly what your draft was because half of those players are on my team at the end of the year and i was pretty yeah. happy i was like if you could just give me that team i'm cool but it's a crazy <laughs> thing and like dalvin cook and zeke but yeah we'll see but
1: but yeah, man, it's uh, it's been real. It's it's cool getting back on the pod. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to chilling with uh, with the crew, man.
0: Yep. Hopefully, we actually get someone to listen to this. Um, didn't just. I mean, even if we just talked, it's fun to do. But we'll see. Yeah, how many listens yeah. we get? Yeah, they'll
1: they'll listen. They can't get enough of us, Barber. Yeah, we're so good to listen to. But <laughs> all, all right, right man.
0: It was fun, so we'll yep. see everyone at the draft. Hopefully, you're listening to this leading into it, or throughout the week leading into the the Friday where we get to christen this league once again. So. Yep,
1: and uh, don't don't take anything I said seriously because it was all Jedi mind tricks. So
0: yeah, we we're just fucking with you guys. So we totally
1: <laughs> don't like anyone who we were talking about. So, all right, guys, take it easy. See you, barber. All right, later, guys.